Hey, I'm Stevie. What's up? I'm Monty J. And you're listening to the Bookshelf Boyfriends Podcast. Where we take a deep dive with your favorite contemporary romance authors. Asking them questions about everything from their writing process to their reading habits, plus so much more. Join us as we help you find your next Bookshelf Boyfriend. What's up, bookworms? It's your host, Stevie. What's up, guys? It's MJ. Hope everybody's having a lovely Friday evening. Um, super excited to be here. Super excited to talk to this author that we're going to have on here. Stevie, is there anything that you need to say? Because I don't have anything. I've been in the hole. Nope, we have nothing. Like, I have nothing to say. <laughs> guys, I'm tired. You and me both. You and me both. Uh, Founded on Temptations releasing Tuesday. Go buy it. Yeah. That's all I got. Kat is uh, (laughs) uh, releasing a book. Uh, I'm writing a book. So basically I am doing nothing but like trying not to murder myself. I did binge watch the entire season three of you today. If that counts for anything. And it was very good. Well, our author's already here. So Let's just go talk to her. Yeah, we're going to jump right on over and we're going to go chat with our author. Peace out. (laughs) Thank you so much for joining us on the Bookshelf Boyfriends podcast. Brianna Lynn, welcome, welcome. Thank you. We are so stoked to have you. Thank you so much for joining us. Um, How are you? I'm good. It's been a long week at work, but I am officially on vacation as of about an hour and a half ago. Woo! We love vacations. She's leaving you with all the power in her Facebook group this week. Mm -hmm. Stevie's in charge. I don't know if that's a good idea. You wrote me to post because I was in charge. (laughs) I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. She'll do great. We know Stevie's going to do great. Um, so we're super excited to chat, um, and we're going to go ahead and jump right on in to reading questions about your books, and uh, Stevie, who does not talk nearly as much as I do, is going to take these herself. Sounds good. I'm we trying to-, to talk about this one, because I had it sitting next to me. Um, so, book one is written in the beat, and this is the debut, which released in May. Mm-hmm. Um, now this is Jackson Charlie's story. What was your inspiration for Jackson Charlie's characters? Um, so the whole the whole story idea came to me like there's one scene in the book that was a dream that I had, and it just went beyond. And I've always loved music. I've loved the idea. I love rock star romance. So I was like, you know what? I'm gonna try this and see how it works. But then I was like, okay, well, who is his heroine going to be? And she's, you know, in my mind, she was super meek and mild and, but she's also super strong too. So I was like, well, let's, let's have her still be in the music world, but be a little different. Mm-hmm. So she is an injured dancer who is trying to recover and get back to her dream. I love that. Listen, I, what is she, I, I have not read written in the beat, but I have read it in the beat of the moment. Uh, Cause I messaged you about it, but mm-hmm. You know what? Is was she like a ballet dancer? Like, like she a, is. Oh, she's ballet that. modern. Yeah, Listen, like ballet it, contemporary. Yeah. I did a class. Sorry, I just need to put this in here real quick. <laughs> Fuck ballet dancing. I did a class one time, like a workout class. So it wasn't even like legit ballet. Fuck that shit. 
Pointed toes? Absolutely not. Also, it's 2021. Can we not get these bitches some better shoes? Because I follow this girl on TikTok. Listen, I'm not joking. It's a dilemma. And when I say bitches, I mean that in like a pro- like a positive way. Like I'm not calling them like bitches, you know? Like, sorry, I should probably like delegate that at the beginning. But literally, I follow this girl on TikTok and she's always on my FYP showing how she breaks in her new pointed shoes Bro, they be super gluing that shit and sewing that shit. And I'm like, it's 2021. We literally have cars that fucking drive themselves and we can't get these hoes some new shoes. <laughs> this is stupid. Uh, that's all I need to say is I think I, justice for ballerinas and new shoes. <laughs> there we go. That's all I need to say. We need to engineer a better shoe for them. Because if you got to super glue a shoe to wear it, Why? Why are right. you wearing it? They tape their toes together. And yeah, no. They tape their toes together. They light like their shoes on fire. Yeah, they well, scrape they their to, shoes. Like, it's crazy. Take them. They take a razor blade to the bottom of them. I'm like, are you where? Are you like? I'm sorry. The only thing I can think about when I think of ballet dancers. Do you remember that episode of Supernatural? No. Did anybody else watch Supernatural where? They the haunted ballet slippers and yes. girl spins out of control and kills herself. Yeah, I think, I think if you have to raise your blade, super glue, burn, bake a pair of shoes, like they like break that shit. Sounds like wood. And I'm like, we need better shoes for them. Somebody get on that. Snap, snap. Somebody get on it. All right. Anyways, that was my little tangent for the day. For the evening. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> now I gotta pull myself together. My bad. All right. So Jack's. I love Jax. Jax is the, the rock star who has isn't known for his best behavior. No. <laughs> He's got no. a little bit of a wild streak. Yeah, it uh it certainly went a little chaotic. I can hear one of the kids screaming for me right now. And I'm like, uh, <laughs> uh it certainly got a little uh he he had a, a lot of issues. And then Charlie, she's the dancer that's recovering from what she considers a career and ending injury mm-hmm. and mainly because she's afraid to dance again what what was your favorite part about writing Jax's character and what was your least favorite part about writing Harley's character um so my favorite part about writing Jax's character I'm on the phone um my favorite part about writing Jax's character was probably just how eclectic he is with music Mm-hmm. he just music is is doesn't matter what kind it is who sings whatever he he's in love with it and I really enjoyed that because then I got to explore a lot more music um as for Charlie the least favorite part that I liked writing about her was this the basically the black moment mm-hmm. it's right after she sees Jack's on the red carpet and the world basically spins out from underneath her and the way I'd originally written it it was it it hit me so much harder so when I pulled it out it it didn't hit me as hard but it still invokes all those same feelings I get it I get it listen I love I'm an eclectic music taste too I love people who have an eclectic vibe okay my friend Melissa says that I am a mixture of eclectic vintage modern and I was like that is such a compliment thank you that is yeah so I love that Stevie now I thought you're frozen for a second 
What? I thought you were frozen for a second. You still, oh, you no. still sometimes. So Charlie is, like we said, she's a little bit, she's a little afraid to dance again. Um, she is dealing with divorced parents who could not put her first for the longest time. And then her parents go back together. She gets a baby sister who she agrees to nanny for because it was convenient. So what was the hardest part about writing Charlie's backstory and the relationship she had with her parents? Um, I'd say the hardest part with that was just, it was so different from my own upbringing. Like my parents were together for you know, my entire childhood. They were always super supportive of me. So to write different yeah. was really hard. I'm jealous. My fucking parents hate each other, dude. (laughs) (laughs) They are not friends. (laughs) So uh, kudos to you for being able to do that because divorce households suck. Right? They do. Yeah, I mean, my parents divorced when I was 37. So Mm -hmm. it's still like, it still hits because I'm like, okay, I can't reconcile like parents and the values they raised me with with who they are now yeah well who one of them is now I mean my parents separated when I was 20 19 18 19 but then they got together later in life and then they now they hate each other so it's fine like my parents should never even got married uh ever (laughs) uh ever 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 I was uh so they had both me and my brother before they got married and I think they just should have just been like we're just gonna keep on living it the way it is because getting married was just not a fundamentally good plan for those two at all so uh drugs will do that to you people stay in school (laughs) MJ's PSA message for the day yeah, better ballet shoes, <laughs> stay in school, and don't get on drugs. <laughs> All right, so now we're going to move to In the Be the Moment, which just released last month on September 23rd. You guys were, were released buddies. We were. Mm-hmm. Well, tripling. Yeah, with tripling? Alina. Yeah. Yeah. Alina was tripling. tripling. <laughs> Triading. Ooh, I like that one better. Oh. Triad. Yeah, okay. We can do that. Yeah, okay. Triad literally means three, ho. I know. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So, the beat of the moment was released just last month. This is Nick and Mara, this story. You kind of pick up, I want to say you can almost guess who book two is going to be about, but you don't realize that it's going to be Nick, I think, more than anything. I think you know Mm -hmm. Meredith in book two. But not, you didn't really expect Nick when you picked it up. You know, I didn't expect Nick when I wrote it, so. <laughs> and this book was, this book was, this book was a little bit more gut-wrenching. <laughs> Fuck yeah, I read this book and cried like a baby, dude. Because then you have to, with Nick, you have to deal with his past and you hear a lot about Emily or a little, I would say a little bit more about Emily in book one mm-hmm. with him and Jax. And then you hear about him, you hear about her more in book two. 
Mm -hmm. So what made this an important part of Nick's backstory? Because this was a huge part of the story. It was. And honestly, the, so I rewrote book one, probably six or seven times. And that's being generous and and not going higher than, (laughs) but (laughs) yourself Like it was a lot of rewriting. Um, Story of my and, life. <laughs> right? And uh, the first like six times, no backstory. He was just going to be a side character. He was just going to be almost like the villain who keeps Jax and Charlie apart. And then he dropped his backstory on me. It just hit me out of the blue. He starts having this conversation with Jax and that's what comes out. And I'm like, holy shit. Okay. <laughs> okay Okay. uh so then after that you know moving into the backstory the reason he is who he is the reason why he's so closed off all has to do with he's protecting himself he never dealt with the grief the survivor's guilt that he had even though he wasn't even in the same state when she died Mm -hmm. it just it hit him and and he never fully dealt with that which is where all of his problems come to play uh, later on, especially when he gets back to Nebraska with Meredith. Yeah. And it, I feel like it's a lot of forgiveness for him too. Like he's got to learn to forgive himself. He's got to learn to accept what happened. Mm -hmm. Meredith is a huge part of why he does that. I I I think so. Yeah. A lot of people expected that because leading into the next question Meredith is a big personality oh yeah she is she is a, she's a different type of of character like she's crazy <laughs> but I love her right she comes across as this crazy boisterous very confident character and then you start digging below and you, you start pulling up layers and all of a sudden she is she's got a, a baggage in her own right you know nope so what was your favorite part about writing her? Because I know that when we talk about her, she's so loud that she's almost has this easy personality, but with the baggage, it makes it even more harder than mm-hmm. what you expect. Right. So I think my favorite part with writing her was just, what is, I'm trying to think of how to describe it. It's basically her, her, her love of life, her, is it vivacity? I don't know. So it's, it's just how alive she is, how she is, you know, even when she's damaged, she's still putting herself out there. She's still trying to keep moving forward and to find her person because she wants that so badly. And she is not about, she, and she really does not think very highly of Nick at first. Oh no. <laughs> no. One of my favorite lines is that he's a douche in Dior, yep. an enemy in Armani. Ooh, oh, Fire. That's hot. I love that. I love that. And my favorite scene will always be that club scene. And you know what scene it is when I say the club scene. Yeah. Yeah. Hands down my favorite scene. Um, (laughs) So if this series was to be made into a movie or a TV show, Mm -hmm. you know where I'm going with this because we talked about this. (laughs) Who would you cast as the lead roles? Uh, are we talking all four? All four. Okay. So Jax is heavily inspired by Sam Hunt, who is flipping gorgeous. I love him. 
So he is, yeah, I, I could sit and watch music videos with him all day. Um, be, the music video for Breaking Up in the 90s is hands down the best music video he's ever done. Yep. And with a really good backstory. Yeah. <laughs> yep, yep. So he is Jax. Charlie is Kristen Crook. Kristen Crook. Um, so if anybody ever watched Smallville, so she was um, Superman's love interest in that because he's oh, in high school. Oh, so yeah. so yeah, I think like young Kristen Crook. I have no idea if I'm saying that right, but um, and then Nick would be Stephen Amell, who was Arrow. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, I love him. He is I so love his brother more though. Right? Yeah, his no. brother's pretty good looking too. I'm like, okay, like it, it wouldn't be a bad thing at I'm all. I'm obsessed to be. with his brother and his wife. I don't think I've seen his wife. I don't think I've seen his wife. Robbie either. Amell's wife. Oh my God. He's married to Italia Ricci from, um, she was in, she was in that show on Fox Family that was, about the girl who gets cancer and she's a she writes for a newspaper or something like that but then she was also in um designated survivor i haven't watched it which Mm -hmm. is was when i think that was when uh the cw or nbc or something like that but now it's on netflix I'm trying to think. She wasn't, she's been in a couple different movies, but Robbie Amell and her met on a movie they did together, and now they're married and they have a baby, and they are just the cutest couple in the entire world. That's awesome. I'm obsessed with them. So Stephen Amell would be Nick, and then Meredith is Madison Pettis. So she's great, right? Mm hmm. She would so, get Meredith too because of how Meredith is described. Mm-hmm. So when I first saw her, I, I, I had no idea who she was. I was like, no, that's perfect. She's Meredith. Yeah. And then I found out she was the little girl in the game plan. And I was like, what? That was the funny part about her is that she's grown up so much. And like when she did her cameo on Parenthood on the final season, and I was like, First of all, I love that movie, by the way. And the, I love the game plan. That's one of my yeah. favorite movies. I mm-hmm. love that movie. She so was cute. the cutest little child star, though. She, like, she had such a big personality. Mm-hmm. So she's in a new movie on Netflix called He's All That. Yep. And she plays the villain. And, of course, I'm like, great. I'm releasing a book. She's the inspiration for the character. And she's a villain. Awesome. Okay, <laughs> fine. We love that. We love it. <laughs> So what's next for the end of 2021 and going into 2022, even though I already know this and I'm so <laughs> excited. <laughs> you are so excited. Yeah, no. And that's been great. So I am working on book three. I've not released the the title or the hero or the heroine or anything yet. So it's big surprise. Uh, it's actually due to my editor on Sunday. So I thing is the editor will be on the movie. boat with me. See, I would love to know if anybody's read the books, if they can guess who book three will be i'm not doing it i'm shit at it i'm shit at it i really want to know if anybody's guessed it yet because i haven't seen anybody try to guess who book three is and if and if they have made it it's wrong mm-hmm. so i'm right. really really interested to see if anybody will ever guess who book three is before it's announced yeah, yeah i did a little teaser in my group 
this last week and I said, hey, you know, who do y'all, you know, what, what information do y'all want to see? Mm-hmm. And okay, you know, maybe they'll pick like one thing. No, they're like, give me everything right now. And I'm like, huh, nice, nice, no. I, <laughs> I'm, I'm not ready to give you everything yet. Like, yeah. Look, and I'm, red, shit at that. I'm shit. I'm shit at keeping secrets. So bad at it. I'll tell everybody uh-huh. everything. I'm so bad. No, not telling other people's secrets. The cat thing was a mistake. It is the only time I have ever done it. And oh, I had thought the funniest part about that was when cat dropped yours. <laughs> We're even. I think she did it out of spite. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, but I literally did not mean to do that. And I thought she had released that information already. I'm a good secret keeper for everybody else. That's why my hair is so fluffy. It's full of secrets like Gretchen Wiener. Um, but I literally forgot what I was saying. I'm so bad at keeping secrets about my own books. Oh my God. I'll tell everybody everything. I can't keep a secret. <laughs> Like, that was, like, her live. People are like, who, tell us who book two is, and she tells everybody. No, I just told them that it was Rook. I haven't told them anything else. They can draw from it at the end, but literally a blogger messaged me and was like, oh, my God, what's the tropes for the next coming books? And I was like, oh, my God, don't tell them, don't tell them, don't tell them. And I didn't, and I was very proud of myself, but it was very hard not to. I also said, oh, I'm only going to release this one teaser, and then I'm not going to release anything else until November. Uh, I released a teaser today. (laughs) Of course. Look, I've it's read, fun to I've share read it, though. three so far. I read most of book three from the chapters that I've gotten, and it is so good that I'm so excited for this book. <laughs> I'm jealous. So I, I will share. I will share. It is second chance romance. Mm-hmm. And character inspiration would be Dan Stevens for the guy. I don't know who that is. Let me look him up. Oh, he was um, Downton Abbey. Uh, he was, uh, and he played Beast in Beauty and the Beast. And um, the female is Bridget Mendler. The <gasps> I love her. She's on Charlie. She's on Good Luck Charlie. Mm-hmm. I love her. I love that. All right. So super excited to see what you come with in 2021, 2022. But now we're going to shift gears and go to writing questions. And that is my section of the podcast. Okay. <laughs> so. When did you first realize that you wanted to be a writer? Uh, so I have always loved to write. That was always something I liked to do as a teenager. And then real life got in the way. I stopped writing for a long time. But it was always something like, oh my gosh, someday it would be so cool to publish a book. It was a bucket list item. Never going to yeah. happen. Not at all. And I happened to be in Jessica Peterson's readers group, City Girls. And the two admins at the time started this post called Aspiring Writer Wednesday. So I posted just a little snippet and I'm like, all right, let's see what, you know, yeah. what, what do people say? Is this stupid? Is it, you know, do I, do I just toss it out the window again? So I submitted it and everybody was like, oh, we want to know more. <gasps> so I started writing more and I finished what was, it, it was Jackson Charlie's story originally, but it was third person. Mm-hmm. It was 55,000 words. It was barely a novel and it was so bad. It was so bad. <laughs> Me. <laughs> so I about every single book I ever wrote in my life. So, but I, I had some great help. Um, I found Readers Writing Romance shortly after that, hooked up with Jessica Snyder, who is my editor, and just found a lot of amazing people to help craft Written in the Beat what it, into what it became. And then 
continued to support into the next one. So it, it really was never something like, I'm going to do this. It was more like a, maybe someday it would be cool to do this. And now I can say I did it. Oh, I love that. I love that. <laughs> um, so are you like a plotter or a pantser or somewhere in between called a planter? So I am probably somewhere in between. Mm-hmm. Uh, I learned that after book one because that was all pants. It was, I had no idea what I, like, I, I kind of had, I had the inspiration scene and I had the black moment and everything else was just on the fly. After book one, when I started writing book two, I plotted the whole thing out. Mm-hmm. And I stuck pretty close to it, but I, I need my plots to be flexible. Yeah. So that's really where it is. Like if I were to send you the plot for book three, Stevie, it wouldn't even look like the same book. <laughs> Which is why I get chapter by chapter. <laughs> exactly. Um, so do you have any like interesting writing quirks? Like when you sit down to write, do you have to like be eating, 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 do you have to be eating like a, sp- a specific type of food or like wearing a pair of socks or have a drink? Uh, no, not really. I, and I think it's just because with the, the four kids in the house, I, I have to write when it's flexible, when it's loud, when it's quiet. Mm-hmm. So half the time I've got the TV on in the background, like on say yes to the dress or something like that, that I don't have to pay attention to. And then I'm. <laughs> I love say yes to the dress. That's my secret. That's my guilty pleasure TV show. <laughs> um, so what do you like to do when you're not writing? Um, all those kids <laughs> <laughs> right so I have four kids mm-hmm. two sets of twins that are 17 months apart they're 12 and 11 Jesus <laughs> we have two dogs we are they identical the, uh, the boys are identical yeah but the girls are fraternal the girls are fraternal mm-hmm. so uh, I got the best of both worlds so I really like got you to literally all... got of each <laughs> yeah <laughs> One of each, girls, boys. So. Just said copy and paste. <laughs> <laughs> we almost got them a onesie like that. Instead, I think they had onesies that said thing one and thing two. I love that. Okay, so I know you can't say their name. I don't know. I don't know if you want to say their names, but like, do you have the one? Do you do the? Did you do the rhyming things? I didn't. So we did all a names. That was one of them that just popped in here. Okay. Yeah, I'm on the computer. So. This is, this is my life is chaos, you know, oh they, God, they pop one has long hair and the other one has short hair. <laughs> they're, they're identical, but they're very unique personalities. So they all have an A name. Okay. So I have a stepson who is 22, but he didn't have my husband's last name mm-hmm. and we didn't want him to feel like he was excluded. So we came up with all A names in order to keep him included. <gasps> I just had a mini heart attack. That's so sweet. After you're done with this meeting, can we find out how to switch your phone? Mm-hmm. Okay, thank you. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> mom, mom life. Thank you. Oh yeah, it's it's chaos. So I've got those four. I've got two dogs, a golden doodle. Mm-hmm. I've got a golden doodle, and I've got a huskamo. It's like a mini husky. Yeah. And then on top of everything else, so when I moved, we picked up two six-month-old kittens that are brother and sister because the kids always wanted kittens. So that's just at home when I'm not writing, like that, that's the chaos at home. Yeah. Add in the full-time job that I have on top of this. And like, if I'm not writing, I'm like zoned out in front of a TV. I'm 
you know, maybe reading, but I have not had a ton of opportunity to read in the last Lady, probably you six, need eight a months. vacation. Right. She's reading on vacation. I lent her a book and everything. Like I gave her a list of books and you read. need a vacation. Listen, I am so excited to read. Just literally order drinks from the bar and just lay out on the deck. That's literally what I did. I was like, sir, another margarita, please. Look, she's already got the arc for founded on temptation. She's going to read that while she's on. I love it. Mm-hmm. Um, so my last writing question for you is one of my favorites. What is the weirdest thing that you've ever had to Google for a book? Um, so probably, um, record contracts. Oh, okay. That's weird. Yeah. Right. I was like, okay. So super weird. Um, there is something I'm going to have to Google for book five and I'm like, huh, (laughs) incognito window for the win. Wonder how that's going to (laughs) work. incognito oh window <laughs> i don't even i don't even do incognito anymore i don't even do it i don't yeah, even, for the right, to write into her her uh into a memo and say delete hard drive <laughs> right yeah. i'm like okay if, if anything were to ever happen to me everything has to be deleted off my hard drive yeah for real if anybody tries to that's literally in my will like don't destroy my computer destroy it <laughs> like don't yeah, destroy that whole last thing. Nobody needs to see that. Nobody needs to see that. All right, so that's my last writing question for you. Stevie, take it away with reading questions. Okay. So what book has your favorite cover? Now, this can be one of your own, somebody else's, a friend's. Hmm. Um, it can so be I have a book. <laughs> right. I, I probably got a couple, honestly. So I think... Um, Tia Louise has some amazing covers. They're gorgeous. Trouble. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Trouble. Um, wait with me. Just wait with me. No. Twist of me. Fate even has a really good cover. I love the Twist of Fate. Mm-hmm. So she's got some great covers. My friend Claire has a cover for What I Like About You. And I love that cover. And I love but I fell in love. Exactly. It's all 80s music. So oh, oh, cool. there, yeah. there books off the 80s songs. Do mm-hmm. not do not say song lyrics or anything that I can interpret to be song lyrics because I will start singing. Yep. But so, happens every it, episode now. <laughs> That's okay. Um oh yeah, I love all of those covers. Who's watching us second? Um, uh, yeah. No, I I've I, I, I love my co- the, the covers that I've seen for Tia's books. I'm so proud to have them on my bookshelf. Just wait. She told me that she's recovering uh, her One to Hold series. And uh, I cannot wait to see this cover. She told me they are amazing. I think she, didn't she release the are first one? Now? Wait, maybe I did see them the other day. We were talking about them in Messenger because her and I had a private conversation about uh, people reselling books. Oh, Yeah. No, and she is one of the sweetest people ever. I love her. I am obsessed with her. I literally just bought one of her books because she was in cover to cover book box last month. And I guess a bunch of her, co- like there are a bunch of the bo- books that they had for the box got messed up mm. and were, re- were printed wrong or were like the thing was banned or something. So they sell them for $5. So I went on and I bought it. Which book was I- it? It was Twist of Fate. So okay. I'm so excited to get it because it's a secret baby. Mm-hmm. Of course you were. 
<laughs> of course you were. Right. I love Scout. What attracts you to a book? The cover, the blurb, or a recommendation from others? Um, so more than likely, it's going to be the blurb or a recommendation from others. Like covers are great, but really for the most part, I don't see a ton of covers if I'm happen to be scrolling Facebook or, you know, finally find a few minutes to read. I'm not necessarily looking at the cover. I'm looking at, you know, maybe ad copy that catches my eye or then I'll go out and read the book. And A, if it's a cliffhanger, I, I don't want to. I like, don't, don't hook me with book one and then tell me that there's 12 other books <laughs> that I have to buy in order to know. Get down. All right, the cat's going after pizza. So no, I first of all, I think that's just no, that's mean. Like, don't hook me with that. So so this is what um, I purposely do now because Lisa Suzanne is guilty of this. When I was a blogger, she released the Vegas Aces book, the first series, and it was five books and it was done over a span of like seven weeks or something like that. And they were novellas and you could read them they were literally at cliffhangers Mm -hmm. so I read it as a blogger and I was getting frustrated with it because they would end at a really good spot and I'm like damn it I need to wait two weeks to get the other one right so this time when she released the second set of books for the Vegas Aces series I did not read any of them (laughs) (laughs) I'm waiting until the last one comes out and then I'll read it which comes out next week next Friday so oh there you go yeah, I just, no, you know, no, to me, no. I'd rather have the entire story, right? Like, exactly. give me the whole story. Don't hook me and then, like, not tell me what happens. Because then I just get mad. But then again, think about it, like, 10 years ago, like, back in 2012, when I first came into, like, reading indie romance, that was all that was out there. Because most authors didn't write these individual standalone series. They wrote series about one couple. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it was always like, here's three books. Like, I mean, look at Jen Sterling, for instance, The Perfect Game was like three books long. <laughs> well, and Cambria Hebert did that too with her hashtag series. But then again, I like it. I like when it, I like when a series is all one couple, but I won't read them until they're all released. Right. Yeah. Because then I want to read them all. I don't want to just wait five, six weeks. And that back then you had to wait a whole year to get the second book. Mm-hmm. That was like 50 shades of gray all over again. I feel that on a spiritual level. So who were your favorite authors to read? And this is your chance to shout out your friends. So yes, Alina and Claire. Yes. <laughs> I know Alina's probably going to listen to this. <laughs> I hope so. Uh, no, Alina Lane is one of my author besties. She is an amazing person and she is an awesome author. Um, so Reclaim Love, Love Reimagine, those are her first two books we are uh, going to be forever release day buddies so that's the plan anyway we'll see if it keeps going because she can turn out a book a whole lot faster than I can um so she's phenomenal uh Claire Hastings I read all of her stuff I'm one of the first few to get it and she and I got started on a conversation about what I like about you and like our friendship just blossomed I actually took the kids down to Georgia uh, over spring break so we hung out with her for a whole week. She t- gave us a tour of Atlanta and the aquarium and all that. And she's one of the sweetest people. I love book friendships. I love them. Right? My heart's so happy. It's going to bring the kids to Baltimore and we're going to, we're going to go on tours of DC and Baltimore and we're going to have fun and eat mm-hmm. lots of Baltimore foods. That's right. 
MJ will not be here. She does not like Baltimore. <laughs> Baltimore's hold of my car. <laughs> that, that would be a pretty good reason not to like a city, I think. Yeah, fuck Baltimore. No offense. Love you, Stevie. Love you. Fuck Baltimore. I'm here in two weeks in like a week now. Yeah, you want to know why? For court. <laughs> anyway, Although every time I think of Baltimore, I think about Hairspray, the movie Hairspray. Yeah. You know what I think of? Trauma. <laughs> Trauma. Court. Uh, jail. <laughs> I didn't actually You're go to jail. Going to jail. But I am afraid of going to jail. <laughs> anyway, going to jail. we're not talking about this because it makes my anxiety like it makes me sweat. Go. <laughs> so those two especially, um, and then you know some of my unicorn authors that are out there that I have loved forever. I am a consistent reader, so Ilsa Mad Mills. Oh yeah. Um, yep. Um, Tia Louise. Obviously, they were my two unicorn authors. I got to meet them a couple of years ago, and it was amazing. I fangirled a little hard, though. We love Tia. (laughs) It's okay. You should see me when I meet. You should see what I'm about to do when I meet Penelope Douglas. I'm going to be so embarrassing. They're amazing. I'm going to win in Colorado, too. I'm going to be stoned, also. I got to smoke some weed before I go, because I will be a disaster (laughs) if I don't. I'm serious. She makes me nervous. (laughs) She makes me nervous. It'll be so fun though. And then you can say you've met like one of your unicorn authors and or more because there should be a, quite a few of them. Jesus. <laughs> she is the Messiah. <laughs> <laughs> I really want you to tell her that soon. I'm not telling her that. I will because I emailed her. <laughs> uh, like, can we record this and maybe have this on like TikTok or something? Absolutely. Exactly. Funny. <laughs> Yes, I'm gonna. Re- I'm gonna be right behind her with my phone, like <laughs> recording her walking up to the table. Please don't. I'd probably pass out. I'm probably gonna be a fucking. I feel like I'm a very confident individual, but Penelope Douglas, man, I'll just like, I'll die. Like I don't even. <laughs> I'm so excited. Anyways, moving forward. So Tia, Elsa, um, Maria Lewis, who is also super duper sweet. Mm-hmm. Love her. Um, I, I keep sending her music on YouTube or on Instagram Messenger. I'm like, hey, here's another song. Do you want to listen to it? Um, and she's so yeah. sweet. I love her so much. She is so sweet. Um, I'll be here in about two weeks. Oh, that's awesome. No, she is so cute. Like she and her husband are freaking adorable. Have you watched her um, her live videos where I she has watched her lives? I haven't. Oh, Facebook Live is the best. <laughs> I'll have to do that. Oh my gosh, it cracks me up so bad because she picks like these raunchy scenes and then she has him read it and he's like so different than her. Me. That's me and Fletch. Oh. I'd probably say those are like my go-tos if I have the time to read. Like I'm still, I'll still go out and I'll read other authors. It's just, if I have time, I'm, I'm going to hit those just because I don't have a ton of time. Yeah, I got her to read Shaken by Charity Farrell, but she read book. it not book one. <laughs> I, know, I was like, I don't know how I did that, but I was like, oh my gosh. And then I kept reading it. And then I would get mad that I had to put it down because I'm like, I need to see them actually have their happily ever after. Come on. Because at first it was good. And then it was not. It, so now I sent her book one so she can read it while she's on her 
and I'm prepared to get messages when she gets back like what did you do to me <laughs> uninterrupted reading time and I will have wi-fi on that ship so don't you think that it's I'm going be to so be fun messaging you while I am on the boat look you already know I got my 20 books I got one of the 19 done there you go <laughs> but then I added one more today so it's stop at some <laughs> all right so do you prefer an e-reader or physical copies um you know i i love my e-reader um i actually use my phone more often than not to read just because yeah. i have a kindle and i constantly forget it so if i have a few minutes then i'll read on my phone i read on my phone i'm so guilty of that it's just so easy to just be like oh kindle app mm-hmm. scroll scroll, yeah, scroll i notice this and even so the Kindle Fire, even though it's got the blue screen like a phone does, this does not hurt my eyes nearly as much as my iPhone does. Hmm. My eyes hurt so bad after reading on my phone. I'm desynthesized to all of it. Not me. I'm like, give me a pair of blue light glasses. I have like eight pairs of them shit, them things. Um, you, any- you don't wear them. Huh? You're probably like me. You don't wear them. Not as often as I would like. (laughs) Um, So that's Stevie's last reading question. And we are going to move on into trope questions, which is our favorite set of questions on the podcast. However, sadly, it is the last portion of it, which sucks, but it's okay. Um, So what's your favorite trope to write and why? Uh, Well, obviously Rockstar Romance. (laughs) Um, Again, it's just the whole music aspect. I, yeah. I'm not a singer. I'm not a dancer, but I will, uh, I'll go to concerts and I, I love music. Um, I enjoyed writing Secret Baby with Written in the Beat. It was, uh, or Accidental Baby, I guess. Um, but I, I have a soft spot for a second chance romance right now too. So don't say anything, Stevie. I want to wait. I want to wait until she answers <laughs> another question before we say anything. All right, moving forward. What is one trope you would eventually like to write and why? Uh, so one trope I want to write and w- eventually write would be um, either age gap or step-sibling. Ooh, hot, taboo. I like it. Mm-hmm. That's my vibe. That's my <laughs> jam. Anywho, um, what is one trope you'll never write and why? Uh, I will never write reverse harem. I fucking called it. I'm telling you, it's a theory. It works. You like <laughs> It has never <laughs> failed, bro. It has never failed. My theory. Anytime an author says that they that they like writing for is, reading super ba- secret baby, they do not like reverse harem. <laughs> I'm telling you, my theory. Every time, it's never failed. If you say your favorite trope to write or your favorite trope in general is secret baby, then your least favorite is reverse harem. Period. <laughs> that's crazy. It's a theory, and that's exactly what me and Stevie are. <laughs> Because my least favorite is Secret Baby, and that's her most favorite. And Mm -hmm. my most favorite is Reverse Harem. And hers, I don't know if it's her least favorite or not. Yeah. I I just, I struggle. I I don't know that I've ever read Reverse Harem, so maybe I'm judging it out of turn. You're judging it out of turn. I know. It's it's just hard, though, because I'm like, I need body parts. Uh, I'm telling you right now, there are lots of ways. There are too many body parts involved with reverse harem. Nobody knows where anything goes. No, 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 no. There's not. Sometimes there's not enough. Anyways, (laughs) Uh, just that I, 
you know, I have a hard time with anything where it's more than the hero and the heroine. Mm-hmm. Like, I want to see the story develop between them. I want to see them overcome their own selves to, to find each other in the end. Do the same thing in reverse harem. Listen, listen. I mean, I tell you to go read C.L. Matthews because sure, there are books out there where reverse harem is specifically for the smut. Okay, that's it. That's all it is. But when you read, when you get your hands on an actual reverse harem that follows a plot and has like meaningful writing, they're amazing because it's like the female has each boy gives her a different piece of herself, like one of them handles like the darker pieces of the pieces of herself. And another one is like the one that makes her feel more lighthearted. And another one, like, like they give her different things. Like each boy gives her something different for her and growth. And oh my God, it's just, it's beautiful. (laughs) And it's like, who doesn't want four or five men? I do. And I think that's just because I have multiple personalities. And I think it's because I just have multiple personalities and that's what I need in my life. But yeah, so anyways, that's my argument. Anyways, Stevie, you may take the last question. <laughs> if you were to book, what trope would you want for your story? Um, so this is funny because Maria Lewis uh, just had this in her group the other day. And I said billionaire because I want somebody to come in and sweep me off my feet. And who said money can't buy happiness? <laughs> right, although like most of these women, they don't care about the money. I don't even care about the money. Honestly, it's just like, to know that, to have that. It to know that I can go to Paris anytime I want to. <laughs> right? Like to know that this billionaire could give me my own library. Uh-huh. True, that. True that. I will right? retweet. But that's why I'm glad to take like I a Beauty and the Beast style library. Like, well, yeah, yeah, I, uh-huh. I get the best of all worlds, okay? With my reverse harem. I get the best <laughs> of every world. Plus, if you think about it, a billionaire could be a rock star. Yeah, it could be a second chance romance. It could be anyone. A billionaire could be in my harem. So exactly. So it's a win-win. A billionaire is the go-to trope. It should always be picked. Mm -hmm. I don't know about always, but you know, I I like it. You know, and typically the ones I've read, he always seems to be the alpha marshmallow. Yeah. So I mean, all like, trouble. Trouble was the was <laughs> that would hurt so bad to read Spencer's backstory. Spencer was my just heart like, broke for him. Spencer was hot though. He was. That one was. I mean, that yeah. icicle, that ice, the ice cube scene though, man. Right. That was only in the beginning of the damn book. You. I know. Look, see, MJ knows because I bring up this ice cube scene. <laughs> I brought it up to TL with. <laughs> like I need to know more about this ice cube scene I just think about all of the filthy dirty scenes raunchy scenes that I've read in my dark romance and I'm like ice is vanilla compared to some of the shit I read the way that she described it like you're like I get it you're you figure after you read it like you're sweating and it's like your pulse is racing and you're just not mm-hmm. sure what to do next Speaking of reverse harem, uh, there's this book that was released today that I downloaded immediately. It was on my TikTok. I had pre-ordered it like three days ago when it came up. Uh, it's a reverse harem and it's a Halloween themed. It's a short one. It's like a novella. It's like 10 chapters, but it's called Scream for Us. <laughs> and it is like Halloween themed, right? Obviously. 
but the guy main characters' names are Michael, Ghost, and uh, fucking Jason. As in, oh like, gosh. the fucking movies. And I was like, bro, I bought that immediately. I want it in paperback. I want it now. <laughs> and I'm going to go read it and fantasize about, you know, them being hot guys underneath the mask instead of, like, weird. <laughs> Which I'm going to tell you right now, Scream, the original, he was a hot guy underneath that mask. <laughs> it was, because it was Skeet Ulrich. Oh, my God. When he came out that mask, oh, my God, when he licks his fingers in that movie, oh I'm like, I didn't know I had a blood kink until this very moment right here. Until this moment, right? And you saw him on Riverdale too, and he's so he's still so good looking on Riverdale. I still think he's so much hotter as Scream. Okay, there's just something I like about a man in a mask with psychopathic tendencies. All right, but his son is Dylan. Is what the the twins, Cole Sprouse and Dylan Sprouse? Yeah, they're on Riverdale. One of them is on Riverdale. Oh yeah, I know. Oh, Juicehead, Jughead. Yeah, Jughead. Jughead and Jellybean. Yeah, Jughead and Jellybean. Anyways, okay. That is the last question for us, uh, for you, Brianna. Um, We're going to leave you a few minutes to talk about yourself. uh, Let our readers know where to find you. And uh, if you have anything upcoming you want to share, the floor is yours. Okay. Um, So both books, Written in the Beat and In the Beat of the Moment, are available on Amazon and Kindle Unlimited. Uh, book three will also be, it will be released wide pre-order and then it'll hit Amazon or Kindle Unlimited right after it releases and sometime in January. Uh, coming up uh, right after I finish book three, I actually have to jump into a novella. I'll be uh, participating in a like, Call Your Book Boyfriend, I think that's the name of it, with Willow Winters. Mm-hmm. So she's doing a, a novella thing and um Come find me, social media. I'm always on Facebook, it seems, Instagram. So I'm trying to do TikTok and I, I feel like I'm a little old for it sometimes, but that's okay. It's, it's fun to play around in. Come hang out in our group this week because I'm in charge. Oh, God. That's right. Stevie's in charge. Oh, God, help us. And we're doing watch parties. We are. Oh, that's right. Yeah, we're doing watch parties we're for doing the week of Halloween. Parties. So we are doing, um, what do we decide? Twitches on Wednesday before Halloween. Yep, twitches. We're doing Halloween Town the Friday before Halloween, and then the night before Halloween, we're doing Hocus Pocus. Yep. So lots of fun, like child Halloween movies, but <laughs> that's more my speed. Not mine, but it's okay. Anyways, <laughs> thank you so much for joining us. You've been a fantastic guest, and we've loved talking to you. Um, and uh, we hope you have a great time on your vacation, and we hope to chat with you soon. Thanks. No, I've had fun. Thanks for having me.